0: Welcome to Angus Beef Bulletin Audio, a hands-free extension of our print and electronic publications. I'm Shauna Hermel, editor of the Angus Beef Bulletin, and I want to thank you for joining us. Today, we're bringing three new health and nutrition articles from the August 23rd edition of the Angus Beef Bulletin Extra. You can find these articles online at www.angusbeefbulletin.com. Forward slash extra. If you have any questions or any comments to share, please email us at abbeditorialangus.org. At We'd love to hear from you. Here's our first article Cut Cattle Feed Costs, Don't Cut Corners. Maximize Efficiency and Minimize Waste to Help Cut Feed Costs Without Affecting Production by Wyatt Bechtel of Filament. Whether you're in an area suffering from drought or not, cattle feed cost is the single largest expense in the cow-calf sector, and prices are still on the rise. Although the future looks strong, with a recent Cattle Facts report predicting the gap between calf prices and cash cow costs to narrow in 2022, the current situation has producers asking, where can I cut? Decisions made today can affect calf winning weights this year, how quick a cow will rebreed and calve next year, and even the weight of her next year's calf, reminds N.T. Cosby, senior consulting nutritionist with Purina Animal Nutrition. Producers looking for cost savings should choose strategies to save money now without losing advantage in strong markets later. Utilizing tactics to cut waste and inefficiencies when feeding cattle can have an impact on an operation's bottom line, says Cosby. The goal is to cut costs without sacrificing performance. Explore management strategies to help reduce cattle feed costs. Number one, maximize stored cattle feed. When cattle feed is not stored properly, it loses volume and nutritional value. Avoid shrink loss and packing issues by harvesting haylage and silage at the right moisture level. Ensure proper fermentation by storing in an anaerobic environment and utilizing inoculants. Inside storage for hay is ideal, but when not feasible, store on a surface that allows for drainage, such as gravel, tires, or railroad ties, to keep the underside of the bales dry. Proper spacing between bales allows air movement and improves drying when the weather does not affect bales. Be aware of storing timelines when feeding wet byproducts. Distillers grains and gluten must be fed within four days in summer and within a week in the winter. 2. Take advantage of grazing opportunities In areas with available pastures, A strategic grazing program can help increase your operations carrying capacity, extend grazing days, and reduce dependence on harvested and stored feed. Design a grazing program to make the most of your available forages with these tips in mind. Grazing programs can include strategic fencing, water placement, herding, pasture rotation and rest forage species variation and more consider strip grazing crop aftermath like corn stalks encourage cattle grazing in underutilized pasture by limiting them to certain pasture sections and slowly adding and removing sections over time supplements such as blocks protein tubs or liquid supplements can promote grazing in underutilized pasture or range areas, potentially increasing grazing days. Number three, monitor mineral intake. A well-balanced mineral supplement is a cornerstone of a nutrition program that can impact reproduction, health, longevity, soundness, and efficient energy utilization, Cosby emphasizes. The biggest factor affecting mineral costs is consistent intake. If a mineral isn't being consumed, the rancher has paid for something that is giving no return, says Cosby. If the mineral is overconsumed, the cost per day may exceed the value returned. Monitor mineral intake and adjust the number of mineral feeders and the location of feeding stations to achieve your goal for consumption rate. Number four. Avoid hay waste. According to the University of Nebraska, feeding hay to cattle with 24-hour free choice access can result in 25% to 45% hay waste due to sorting, trampling, and soiling the hay. Feeding hay in smaller amounts and in well-drained areas can reduce waste. Also, research the most efficient hay rings or use hay traps that reduce access time. Operations in drier climates or range settings may consider unrolling hay or processed forages. The cow-calf business is more of a marathon than a sprint, shares Cosby. Cutting extra input costs from waste and inefficiency can allow you to make your feed dollars work harder now and keep your operation on track for long-term goals. As an editor's note, Wyatt Bechtel is a manager for Filament Marketing. Our second article on the Health and Nutrition page comes to us from Lisa Mosier, K-State Research and Extension. Monitor for summer pneumonia in calves. Veterinarians explain how immunity can wane in the summer for spring-born calves. In the winter, it is common for people to have a cold or respiratory illness, but sickness in the summer often catches people unprepared. In much the same way, cattle producers may be surprised when the calves show signs of respiratory distress during the summer before they are weaned, veterinarians at the Kansas State University Beef Cattle Institute said on a recent Cattle Chat podcast. Signs of pneumonia in calves include rapid breathing, laying down and being reluctant to rise, and having a high temperature, said Bob Larson. These calves may also stray behind the rest of the herd due to difficulty breathing. The most likely age for calves to be diagnosed with pneumonia, he added, is between 70 days and 150 days of age, often in late summer for spring calving herds. One of the reasons they are susceptible to sickness is their waning immunity. Newborn calves get immunity from the proteins in their mother's colostrum, but those proteins degrade over time, which is why some of the biggest calves can get sick, said Brad White. Brian Lubbers added, these calves have passive immunity that is dropping, and their host immunity hasn't quite risen to the level of being protective. The calves are not necessarily in a high-exposure environment, since they are still with their mothers, but because their immunity is declining, they are not as well protected against sickness, Larson explained. However, if newly weaned stalker calves are introduced on the ranch, they can raise the risk of sickness in the pre-weaned calves. White encouraged keeping these two populations separated for biosecurity. When people talk about a summertime pre-weaning pneumonia, the respiratory sickness is primarily associated with viral infections, Luber said. Summer pneumonia is not common and is often survivable with right treatment, White said. About one in five herds will experience pre-weaning pneumonia, and within those herds, up to 15% of the calves will be infected. One prevention strategy is to vaccinate the calves against bovine respiratory disease around three months of age, but that isn't a guarantee they won't get sick, said Larson. Young animals don't typically respond as well to vaccines as ones that are seven months of age or older, he said. As with any health challenge, Larson urged producers to consult your veterinarian to determine the best treatment and prevention plans for your herd. To hear the full discussion, listen to the BCI Cattle Chat Podcast online. As an editor's note, Lisa Mosher is a communication strategist and instructor for K-State Research and Extension. You can link to the Cattle Chat Podcast from our Angus Beef Bulletin Extra article online. Our third article on the health and nutrition page is by Marilyn Cummins for the Noble Research Institute. Seven ways to avoid prussic acid poisoning after drought time rains. Watch cattle closely as risk of prussic acid toxicity increases during drought after the rains. Due to the risk of prussic acid toxicity, both summer and fall are Are important times for ranchers to keep an eye on cattle that graze where Johnson grass is present. Clark Roberts manager of Noble Research Institute's Coffee Ranch at Marietta Oklahoma says drought conditions put him on high alert for two reasons anything that physically stresses Johnson grass such as drought in summer or freezing in the fall can increase the amount of prussic acid in this invasive forage plant he says secondly with rain after drought or warm temperatures after a frost the fresh green growth is one of the first things the cows will go after that's the danger because those young leaves are higher in prussic acid prussic acid known as hydrocyanic acid or cyanide can form in plants in the sorghum genus in different concentrations, depending on the species. Johnson grass, grain sorghum, and sorghum almum are all on the high end. As Roberts explains, the prussic acid, which can be fatal, is more concentrated in the leaves, especially younger leaves in the upper part of the plant, and more so during rapid regrowth after drought or frost injury. Roberts manages cattle and sheep, focusing on applying the six soil health principles. He says there are steps one can take to try to prevent ruminants from ingesting too much Johnson grass when it is in highly toxic stages. They include, one, grow and offer a diversity of forages. Two, don't turn animals out to graze areas with Johnson grass after mowing, haying, or grazing when the plants are regrowing after stress from drought or freezing until the plants are at least 18 to 24 inches tall. 3. Be sure animals are not hungry when first grazing a new field with the potential of prussic acid ingestion. Turn them out in late afternoon or feed some hay first. 4. Be aware that warm season cover crop mixes may contain sorghum, which also poses a prussic acid toxicity risk. Five, keep cattle away from roadsides or ditches that have fresh, ungrazed Johnson grass. Six, watch your animals closely in each new grazing area. Symptoms of prussic acid poisoning can occur within five minutes of eating affected forage and death can occur in 15 minutes. Clinical signs include muscle tremors, increased respiration rate, excess salivation, staggering, convulsions, and collapse. 7. Remove all cattle and sheep to a new pasture as soon as any herd mate shows signs of prussic acid toxicity and contact a veterinarian. Having polyculture pastures, Divided into paddocks with temporary fencing is helpful, Robert says, because it offers options for moving livestock quickly to manage timing and location of grazing. It also helps to have diversity so the cattle can select other forages other than Johnson grass to graze, he says. Plus, I can observe my animals every day, and that's going to be especially important this year. As an editor's note, Marilyn Cummins is a freelance writer for the Noble Research Institute. More regenerative ranching information is available at www.noble.org. That wraps up our three health and nutrition articles within the August 23rd Angus Beef Bulletin Extra. Again, you can find these articles at www.angusbeefbulletin.com forward extra please email your comments or suggestions to abbeditorial at angus.org. We'd love to hear from you.